All right. Welcome to Fanatsu. I guess I'm looking this way, right? Awesome, we're here with the... Uh, wait, why am I... I feel like the main host, <laughs> and I don't like that feeling. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so, welcome to Fanatsu. Obviously, uh, go ahead and switch, switch angles on him. Hey, Let him know what's up. Here. Oh, hey. snap. Check that out. Yeah, so, the crew is here. Um, we're going to talk to you today about uh, progressive politics, um, the, the incoming legislature, our new mega haga, our first mega haga, I should say, yeah. and um, sort of the, the, the international coverage that has uh, sprouted up around that. I mean, um, maybe we don't feel it as much here, uh, but I think the election is quite revolutionary, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it sets a new standard, a new precedent for um, politics. So, yeah, we'll get into it there. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so what do you want to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, I mean, we could start with, like, the fact that, or, you know, that that truthout.org article um, that Miguel was featured in, who, by the way, um, when we heard from him last, he was waiting to get on a plane in Fukuoka. Um, I don't know where he is now. So, have you guys heard from him since? Um, well... No, I mean, yeah, I just know he did talk about the um, article, or he was mm -hmm. interviewed in the article, and he was talking about how we shouldn't, um, or not shouldn't, but he was talking about like the importance of looking at this from um, a different perspective and not celebrating it in terms of like an American um, accomplishment, mm -hmm. but more as an accomplishment like for ourselves. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, maybe um, we'll just be the first, maybe the first two paragraphs, right? Okay, so this is on uh, truthout.org by John Lettman. Uh, on November 6, voters in the U.S. territory on Gua of Guam elected their first female governor, first openly gay lieutenant governor, and a 15-person legislature in which 10 senators are women. Guam also elected its first senator of Chuki's descent, an ethnic minority, obviously from Chuk. Um, another candidate, a transgender woman, wasn't elected but had a strong showing. This is, of course, Lasha Kassil. Uh, wasn't elected but had a strong showing in an election that has energized Guam's progressive community. After you've had 16 years of Republican governors on Guam, I think people were ready for something different. Miguel. Elegna C. Miguel. Yeah, I think that we are seeing a shift. I doubt it's irreversible, but it's definitely shifting. So it is, it is pretty groundbreaking, like even in, in a national sense, you know, um, we had a, an openly transgender woman uh, running for senator. Unfortunately, Lasha didn't get in. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we were sort of discussing why, the reason why that was. I, I, I expected her to, to I, I expected her to get elected, first of yes. all. And at the very least, um, place a lot higher than she did. So I mean, sure, th this was a very progress. This is a, a, a very progressive incoming um, legislature. These are progressive um, times that call for progressive politics. But yeah, I mean, what what is it? Why why did Lasha? Why didn't she perform as well as we thought she would have? So. I was talking to Albert about this before too, and I was kind of mentioning like, I wonder if, because I really wanted her to win. I think yeah. it would have been great, and it was a, a 
she would have been a great um, representative, right, for a minority. And um, I had thought, I mentioned that, but I was like, I wonder if, um, since Guam is still predominantly Catholic, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people are still very, I guess, like traditional in the sense that they're, you know, they discriminate against people who are transgender or, or, uh, um, or identify as LGBT. LGBTQA and I was so I kind of mentioned like I wonder if that's kind of one of the reasons why she wasn't able to make it in because she's great in every other sense right I mean mm-hmm. I thought she was a really great candidate and I was I voted for her too but um, for her to not have been elected that was kind of one of the factors that I was mm-hmm. thinking about but I know you were kind of mentioning something about that right yeah I mean I thought it was more of a her exposure mm-hmm. like because, well, she was there, like, at a bunch of events. I first uh, met her at the Na'alotla uh, concert, mm. and she was there with Sabina. Um, and then she also participated in uh, the trivia. Or, mm. was it the trivia? There was an, yeah. We had a, yes. She's still the trivia, yeah, right? Think so, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, one, I think it's the exposure, like, she didn't get enough, and then two... If you look at the names that did make it in, they're kind of people that are already recognized. Mm-hmm. So, like, one surprise for me was uh, Telotaitikui. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I was like, that was interesting. That oh, was. showing up to the... Or, like, that she made it, it, that she was elected. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, I thought, you know, Lassia could have beat her out, but mm-hmm. I think it was more people were looking for who's... Uh, who they're used to, or what right? They know. And, and yeah, Tello was a, is a former senator. Yeah, and um, I I'm glad that she was um, a Republican who's been open about supporting independence. Mm, yeah. You know, so there. I think um, I, I wish Lash had made it in as well, but definitely having Tello there isn't a bad thing per yeah. se. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for us at least, right? <laughs> I I was thinking like I don't know if it if it has anything to do with her being transgender. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm totally convinced about that. I mean, um, as a reporter, you know, um, going to all the forums building up to the election, um, that wasn't a big part of her her message, mm-hmm. her push, you know. Um, a lot of it was pretty straightforward. A lot of it had to do with um, the economy, with social programs, things like that. Um, yeah. yeah, her being, her identifying as the transgender didn't, um, wasn't a big part of her message, mm-hmm. you know. That, that's just my take. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, Al, what about you, man? I mean, uh, I, I, I too was definitely surprised. I, I did vote for Alessio as well. Uh, and um, what was interesting was that, you know, even her platform with the uh, Pago Bay Towers, mm-hmm. right? Or, um, is that Pago Bay Towers? Or, I think so, yeah. yeah like right? the, so, the, yeah, development. the development, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, was, I thought that, man, that's a... That's a additional foundation to your platform and I, I was really hoping that she'd you know make it in in that in that manner we have Sabina Perez right um, and Kelly Marsh Tyson also like with that environmental push right and I was thinking that the trio right uh, those three would definitely have uh, you know made it in but man, it's just just surprising yeah definitely and a few returning um, yeah. Tina Munoz Barnes mm-hmm. Tala Tai Tigui right? she had a strong showing uh, Tina Ex- um, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. man what, do you guys think it was the was it the marijuana thing like now that you know um, 
like they just introduced a new bill to allow uh, home cultivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, like the, the topic of marijuana, you know, sort of sprang back up into public conversation. Especially with the legalization in CNMI. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she was uh, the, the, key, the main author of the KC Conception. Um, what, what is it called, man? Um, um, compassionate, yeah. compassionate Care Act? Compassionate, yeah. compassionate Use Act, mm-hmm. I think it was. Um, so I think that helped out her out a lot as well. Wow, so that means there's more people who want to cultivate than we know, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so, yeah. yeah, I mean, either. So, I mean, I think with that, um, you have to have a permit from, well, first of all, you have to be a registered uh, caregiver or mm-hmm. a registered patient. Mm-hmm. By the way, my back really hurts right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, so. and then crabs and everything. <laughs> and then so, I get a serious anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, so yeah, you have to be registered with the public health, and then you have to um, register. You have to apply for a, a grower or a home cultivation mm-hmm. permit, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't think any of those things should be too hard to come by. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're the all caregivers here. Right? Yeah. Here at Panatsu, we're all caregivers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. No. So yeah, I do think that helped you out a lot. Um, I'm pretty. I mean. There were a few people that I wasn't too excited about getting into, making it into the 35th legislature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. newly elected or incumbent? Newly elected, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't get into that because um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. It's it's pretty cool. Ten out of the fifteen um, are female senators yeah. are female, mm-hmm. and not to mention. And what like three Republicans? Right? Or is it I think three? it's ten to five. Oh, 10 also. To five. Yeah. Five Republicans? Yeah. Ooh. Five Republicans, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So which of the five? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> really trying to help me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm trying to build a coalition. <laughs> Just kidding, yeah. guys. We'll edit that out. Nah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so, but uh, let's just, let's skip ahead to another part of the article, right? So, the island of 166,000 is also grappling with multiple issues, mm-hmm. including a troubled healthcare system, mm-hmm. homelessness, inc- and income inequality. The recent super typhoons have underscored the region's vulnerability to climate change and the perennial question of the large U.S. military presence uh, on the island and Guam's political status remain unsolved. Um... And, you know, and when, when you look at, like, Democrat, Democratic, um, you know, agendas, right, mm-hmm. a lot of those do, do include, um, you know, more funding for uh, social programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely the hospital is in dire need of uh, adequate funding. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and accreditation, mm-hmm. too. And accreditation. They just yeah. lost accreditation. Yeah, just recently. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, man. How do you guys feel about that? Because, um, go for it. Oh, no, I'll just... Oh, the mic. oh okay. <laughs> the mic's blocking uh, Hannah's face. Oh, oh sorry. The mic. No, you're not well, like, Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's great that um, it's a majority of the Democrats, mm-hmm. even with our governor, right? Our megahawka. I think that's really important because it really is just time for that. <laughs> like, we've been under uh, a Republican majority mm-hmm. for, the na- for the last, what, 15 years, I believe? Six, 16 years. Uh... Yeah, and I mean... As you mentioned, <laughs> within those 15 years, uh, we've lost our health care, or at least the quality of health care. Yeah. You know, GMH has really poor funding, uh-huh. um, no accreditation. And then 
also as you've mentioned like there is a lot of um our homeless population has also increased mm. and we have uh like an equal pay right so mm. um i think um the democrats could really change that since yeah yeah so i'm not so sure what do you guys think what does larry think <laughs> <laughs> larry singling me out uh, <laughs> I mean, f- the biggest thing for me is uh, I like the emphasis put on the environment. Yeah, mm, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that's uh, something that is important to me, and then something that you know, it's what is gonna be there for our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to let them inherit like you know polluted mm-hmm. land or yeah, polluted definitely. waters. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it being majority democrat could help out a lot with uh, at least cooperation mm-hmm. i mean we'll see you don't know who's who's uh, has their own agenda but i think that's that's good yeah yeah and something i'm looking forward to um which was brought up in this election was women's health care and it's not something mm. that i yeah. had heard much about in the past few years about uh-huh. having more emphasis on women's health care so that's something that i think is is really great and important now that we have uh, Lilian Guerrero, who was a former nurse, yeah. and um, is really big pro-women's health. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really Reproductive big. rights. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of uh, Lilian Guerrero, I mean, like, during the campaign, there was a lot of hate, a lot of shade thrown at Lou for yeah. um, being the president of Bank of Guam mm-hmm. and earning a 600k um, annual salary. <laughs> but I mean, like, I just thought it was, it was so... It's ironic, you know. Like we've had um, cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, where was that criticism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, like, what, like, what other prominent family, you know, has like all their their fingers in uh, in the yeah. in social uh, economic life uh, on Guam, you know, than the cowboys. Mm-hmm. So, but like, where was that criticism? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and do you feel like? Um, them attacking her for her her prowess was that did that have anything to do with her gender do you think are they intimidated by a, a powerful woman oh that's a really man, good question yeah. i mean i think man I, oh, I i think that that definitely could have could have put a could have played a factor especially like it's been you know we're in a patriarchal mm-hmm. right society right and we're uh, to a lot of people, it's like you're tapping back into, you know, what is before, right? Mm. Um, and um, I, I think, uh, you know, from just comments uh, from other people who were voting, they're like, man, I don't think we're ready for, we're not ready for a, a female governor, right? And mm. I'm, I'm excited to hear mean, what they have right? to think now, like, right? Like, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. What does that mean? Like, what, what, what is, what's she going to do different than, you know, mm-hmm. than a, than a yeah, no governor, but we are definitely going to see now with how mm-hmm. that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, her being a woman, like, what does that have to do with like her politics? You know, mm-hmm. what is? She, I I just still want to know like what she really stands for because I mean, wasn't she like recently talking about like privatizing some um, some program or something? It escapes me. <laughs> but I mean, like, I was just kind of like, I was like, hmm, privatization and. Uh, you know that's definitely is it the library. Yes, yes the yeah. library. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know more about that? Or no? Yeah. That is good. But the yeah. library. Privatizing the library. I mean, like the the whole like 
The push for privatization of services, you know, that's something that's like, it's been a while since I read up on this stuff, but like neoliberalism, mm-hmm. are you guys hip to that? Mm-hmm. Sort of, oh, okay, so, <laughs> yeah, like uh, neoliberalism, like privatization of, um, uh, well, basically, it stems from the idea that the government is flawed and inefficient and, um, you know, everything could operate much better if everything operated like a business, right. you know, so that's the idea behind that. And so the the way the push for neoliberalism um, brought with it like a like corporate um, rhetoric. Um, mm. People start people don't talk about um, residents as community members. They talk about them as stakeholders. They use word like stakeholders, constituents. Um, they use uh, they emphasize things like efficiency and um, cutting costs and all that stuff. And um, you know. It's had a very uh, detrimental impact um, to our society and you know to the economy, and it's definitely contributed to things like income inequality. You know, because when you talk about cutting costs, you're talking about um, um, cutting funding to programs mm-hmm. like the public library, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like um, Medicaid and all that stuff. You know, vital services that people need mm-hmm. and things that we should invest in. And uh, I mean, on that note, um, while we're we're circling around the library issue, um, I'm really happy to see on the periphery um, people like uh, uh, Thomas Christ, the new president of UOG, mm-hmm. and um, John Fernandez, the deputy superintendent. Or I'm sorry, the superintendent, the superintendent of yes. BOE, right? Um, like when I've when I've spoken to them in in separate interviews, they've both openly supported, and they they've advocated for a higher funding for education for public education and you know i hope that's something that they they carry through with um in their engagement with our new leaders Mm -hmm. and i hope that's something that our new leaders have a mind to Mm -hmm. you know i hope that's something that they they take on i hope so too and i think it's really important that we do have former teachers in the legislature now Mm -hmm. which is uh sabina and dr kelly Kelly so i hope that's something I, th- I think, I mean, like, even on their platform, education was a high priority. So hopefully we could get more funding, too. Mm-hmm. Sabina, education. yeah, Sabina really amazes me, you know. I mean, she's been a teacher. <laughs> Sabina's been a teacher for over 10 years, right? And, like, I remember at um, the University Women's um, Forum, mm-hmm. she talked about, so the topic was, um, like, teen pregnancy or abortion, I think. The topic was abortion. Um, and she talks about how, like, in her experience, like, you know, she's had, um, she's had female students who, you know, they, they show up to class one day and, like, they, they're showing that they're pregnant and all that stuff. And she has, like, hands-on um, experience with, uh, like, the most vulnerable people in our community, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 80% of GDOE's uh, student population is considered high poverty. That's mm-hmm. something that, you know, that I keep pushing. Yeah. Um, and you know, teen pregnancy is a is a social issue, and you know, rather than um, dwelling on whether or not abortion should be legal, she talked about how like uh, we should reduce the need for abortions at all. And mm-hmm. if a woman does need an abortion, then she has the right to a safe yeah. abortion. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but like she came at it from the perspective of a teacher in the public mm-hmm. school system, yeah. and I thought that was very important. We we definitely need more of those voices. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really glad that we have more women in the legislature who can have that perspective, right? Uh-huh. Or at least I hope share the same sentiments as yeah. Sabina. I don't know. You don't think Do so? you, can, you, can you think of any women um, who made it into the legislature? 
who maybe were quote unquote pro life? I can't. <laughs> Who's no. a super Catholic? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everyone's super senior. Catholic <laughs> during election season. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about Mary Macho Torres? Is she? I don't know her. No. I have no idea. I don't know yeah, her I'm not name. too sure. Yeah, like her stance on it. But. You should know, man. <laughs> you got the ins with the, the Republican base. No, no, no. <laughs> not, not me. Not me. That's all another one. That's one of the partners. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, man. You know who, though, like, um, someone who has sort of been the one lady who, she works at UOG. She's like a program coordinator or something. Um, let's see. Who? Donna Taitsuno? I don't know. What okay. else? I'm not too sure. It's all good. It's just kind of weird though, like women who are pro, quote unquote pro life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. But it's, it looks like we're kind of frozen. Are we? Let's try moving in. Oh, we're good. We're good, we're good, we're good. Okay, yeah, we were just sitting still for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, so. yeah, yeah, it is. But see, I think. For the large part is because it's religion, right? Plays mm-hmm. a really strong role in that. Yeah. But let me tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think we really have to separate ourselves from that. Because I recently read in the news just today mm-hmm. um, that there was this uh, woman, not on Guam, it was um, South America. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think... El Salvador, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But she is um, arrested. She was arrested because she tried to um, commit an abortion mm-hmm. after she was raped. Uh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, like, that's fucked up. That's kind of crazy, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, if you put it in that way and how like a lot of people on Guam... As we all know, when we pass by those protests, oh, <laughs> hundreds of people, yeah. and with young little people. kids, too. yeah, with little kids, yeah. they're just, saying pro-life. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, it's weird. Like yeah, jumping on that, it was just um, like my two uh, younger cousins. They're well, one is in eighth grade, the other is um, a sophomore at FD, and um, like there was a, a couple Saturdays ago, I was like, "Oh, where are you going, dude?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm going to a pro-life." Um, protest or something like that and I was like what <laughs> like he was like it's mandatory like oh, we know so yeah. like yeah like uh, they have school kids they're they're funneling school kids into like these protests yeah, for yeah. Um, against abortion rights yeah. no yeah. I had to do that at, no St. at St. Anthony oh man every every year we had to go to the the abortion rally as they yeah. call it I hope they didn't make you walk there like to the clinic no. from St. Anthony that's <laughs> <laughs> messed up <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I, I just wanted to close off that paragraph, like um, talking about how, like, regardless of political party on Guam, the fact remains that we are a colony, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's limited funding this way or that. Um, a lot of things are beholden on on the whims of uh, Congress, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and federal government. So sorry, yeah. because we're talking about um, funding cuts, right? Mm-hmm. So I was. Um, working for a nonprofit and you know so nonprofits they work mm-hmm. based on grants like they apply for grants and all of these kind of things right um and we were trying to apply for another grant and we had learned that 
um, in order to apply for grants, there are different categories. And Guam had moved from like category A to category B. And what that meant was we had thousands of dollars cut from funding. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the nonprofits are not able to reapply for funding. Yeah. And these are nonprofits like um, from Guam Behavioral, of course. So mm -hmm. they, we tackle like social issues, like for example, um, um, underage drinking, right? Mm. That was one of it. And even things like um, safe sex to yeah, prevent yeah. like unwanted pregnancies and things mm -hmm. like that. So because we are a colony and we are depending on these, not depending, but we're made to depend on like yeah. these kind mm -hmm. of the, the federal government on our colonizer, um, it really puts us at like a, a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, yep. I hear you, I hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the bigger, I guess, you know, when we're talking about like political parties and stuff like some of those things are are irrelevant and um you know regardless of whether you're a republican or a democrat like as long as you're informed about uh, decolonization i think and if you acknowledge that the status quo is is uh acknowledge the status quo first of all uh acknowledge that we're a colony mm -hmm. you know get over that hurdle mentally mm -hmm. and then look how and you know look at ways where you can you can embrace like bipartisanship and stuff and like work towards uh decolonization mm. i do think you, that's what's important do you think um most of the uh people who are elected to senate or yeah do you think they're cognizant about the fact that this is still that we are in a colony i think majority of them are majority and even the ones who are reluctant to support decolonization like they know they know damn well like you know something's obviously not working yeah. like mm -hmm. they i'm pretty sure they can feel they can feel it maybe they're maybe they're not ready to um connect these things like the lack of funding to uh col colonial status mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure they feel it as well mm -hmm. uh, speaking on that like i was talking to someone who's not very political at all um well most most govgom employees right they try to stay out of politics <laughs> you know at least publicly but uh, I was doing an article on um, Liberation Day and whether or not a change, a shift towards like uh, an organic act day would be viable. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, I was talking to Angel Sablan. He's the director, executive director of the Mayor's Council. Mm -hmm. And like even someone like him who really has no reason to, to be in the, in the political sphere, um, he talked about like the, how inadequate the organic act was and how how um you know congress could take away our rights mm -hmm. you know at a, on a whim mm -hmm. you know if they so desired like yeah. nothing nothing here is permanent is mm -hmm. what he was saying so yeah like someone like him like even people in those offices they know like what we have now is inadequate mm -hmm. and you know there's a reason why people like us are here sitting talking about decolonization yeah so yeah i really hope that's something that they start to bring up um, in the school system, in the public school system, because mm -hmm. it still really bothers me that I didn't learn about these things until like yeah. now, until yeah. like the last two years, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I think if we start really at a younger age to start talking about the fact that our rights can be taken away mm -hmm. at any time, or our freedom can be taken away at any time, yeah, um, I think that could really make a big shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Someone's timer. 
It wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah. So on that, oh, there I am again. I was, <laughs> I was thinking, but oh, it's sorry. okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. We'll just close that out. But, but again, that was, um, that was truthout.org. The author was uh, Jim Letman. And it's a really long piece, a very insightful piece. Maybe um, we'll include a description in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, moving on. Um, anything else you guys are aware of? I'm good. You're good. <laughs> Never aware. Uh, yeah, we actually um, we were trying to get a couple of uh, uh, senatorial candidates on the show today, but. You know how it is. <laughs> Everyone's no, busy no, no, no. now. Yeah. Uh, they were interested. Like yes. There was yeah. something. So hopefully next week. Hopefully next week we have mm-hmm. um, a senator. I think Sunday is just a hard day for people to. It's, 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 time, it's yeah. a hard day. Like I don't know. It's hard for me too. I mean, obviously I'm I'm usually late, and I feel really <laughs> Sorry, bad <Maddie>. about this. <laughs> but like I don't know. We should talk about uh, scheduling after this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Let's talk um, more about progressive stuff. Well, I want to just bring up how we keep overlooking uh, Josh Sonorio. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. Everyone's talking about you know female the, majority, the female, but yeah. there's Josh Sonorio. He's oh. the first openly gay mm-hmm. uh, lieutenant governor. So. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah. 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 Even, but I mean, like, I don't really know too much about about his his politics. Yeah. I mean, you know? Do you? I mean, I really can't comment. Albert. That, well, I, I really don't know much, but I know he's, he mentioned in the article that he was, um, you know, for maybe self-determination in that standpoint, he was, he said that, yeah, we, we got to admit that, you know, we are a colony. And I think that's, you know, kind of where it starts. And from there, you know, at least that's, you know, it's, it could possibly be talked to or talked between uh, Ludion Guerrero and now Josh Tenorio, our lieutenant governor, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, but wait, has... Has there been a concede, right? Has Ray yeah. Tenorio? Oh, yeah. Has anything? Let's, no. you know. Is he waiting until no. next week? on the official results. Isn't there 200 and something results yeah. left? Okay. Just the uh, yeah, absentee. Absentee. Ballot. But what are the chances that that would affect anything? Hmm. Wasn't it a landslide? Yeah. It was a well, landslide. Yeah, she got it. <laughs> we already got more than enough to yeah. not have a recount. Oh, never, never. Wait, what is it? Um, never back down. That movie that came out a long time ago. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a, that's a, I'll never concede. Oh man. Yeah. Speaking of which, we should just do like um, breaking news updates. National Weather Service monitors two tropical disturbances. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. They could pass through yeah, between Yap and Guam. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's like a huge gap. Yeah. <laughs> could be anywhere. It's like a. Uh, there's a, there's a tropical disturbance. We don't know where it's going, but you know, just, just in case. Somewhere there. Just watch your back. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. What about this? Three hours ago, Vice President Pence. Oh yeah, he's coming Guam. to Guam. Me. Yeah. He, me. Oh, you need to pass. <laughs> yeah, yes. they will. <laughs> Maybe. Can no, we we'll pause? switch it right as Hi. you. Okay. Yeah. We'll so switch now. it at right as you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was our producer. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, um, all right. So, this is an article from uh, Anumita Carr, a uh, new reporter at the PDN, um, who I believe was invited to Anderson Air Force Base today. 
AKA Jigo. Um, <laughs> they didn't want to. They colonized they didn't land of us. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. Well, I mean, God, I really, <laughs> I really don't want to work Sundays. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy my Sundays. Yeah. yeah. If they invited me, I would have. Yeah, man. Well, were you really excited to see my notes? <laughs> what would I even bring? What would I even talk about? Like, or I don't know. I, I, I think I would be in a really weird funk, like... I wonder if he's going to get a tsunami from... Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Speaking of tsunami, there are some people who are asking Albert where he got his tsunami. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. These are some... So, tell us. Yeah, man. Well, mean, just, so just, just, why don't you whip out your Sanahi, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh. um, definitely uh, oh. had some inquiries at my occupation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you were like, uh, and they were like, hey, man, yeah. So, uh, well, upon the discount, right? <laughs> uh-huh. So, there's always that military discount. But uh, anyways, so, um, yeah, it was funny, funny story. So, I'm taking care of them. And then I overhear some conversation about, oh, Oh wow, I like I like his necklace. And, mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, maybe maybe you should ask him. I wonder what that's made of, you know, and mm-hmm. all that. And yeah, so they ended up asking me, and I said instead of saying um, where you could possibly purchase it, I just uh-huh. said it's a family piece, and it's 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 mm-hmm. gonna be now passed down, you know, nice, to uh, to future kids, right, or generations, right. So I think. Um, uh, I did say, you know, it's a it's a cultural piece for for the Chamorro people, and, I, mm-hmm. and then I I hope that kind of like set some yeah. some boundaries, right? Yeah. So like, hey, man, you know, it's not just something mm-hmm. you know nice. that you could just purchase, mm-hmm. you know, and and ex- and and say, hey, I got something from yeah. Guam. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, one time we were on our uh, on a flight back from Hawaii, and uh-huh. there was um, a flight attendant, and she was asking us, you know, my son, he collects. Um, it's he a collects no, yeah, it was a spondylitis one, yeah. But he was like, he collects shells, and he wants mm-hmm. me to get this for him. Do you guys know where we can get it? And then she was like, I don't know what it's called. And she was like looking at pictures, and she shows us a spondylitis, and we were like, uh, yeah, you, you can't really get that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, sis, you gotta, gotta ask Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I she like doesn't have his piece on right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, well. So that was pretty interesting. Mm, I want to ask you, man. Like, has anyone ever asked to touch your sanahi? <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about that? <laughs> oh man, I nobody will. Hannah was like, "Hey, can we?" Oh, of course, right? she she wants to, she wants to to feel it, you know. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh huh. So, uh, anyways, um, no, I mean, usually the question is just like, "Oh, where'd you get this night?" Or actually, nice to know you. I there's some coworkers that are just kind of like, "Man, you know that that's a it's a really nice piece," and I think uh-huh. it's, I think that just makes it now you know like for, yeah. for yourself and, and i guess because they know that i'm you know a little bit um radical <laughs> radical in the sense i think me and maddie had this radical conversation yeah. before right radical what's radical but mm-hmm. um yeah so it's 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 really like um nobody beside a family has mm-hmm. ever asked to touch it okay, right or, you know what i mean but um yeah, I don't know how I feel about yeah. somebody asking to touch it or, you know, want to hold on to it. I mean... I, I only asked because, like, there was a... Um, obviously, I have this... I came back from Geneva with this mm-hmm. thing, right? And one of the... Uh, there was a senator who uh, saw my necklace and she was like, <laughs> can I touch it? And I was like... <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, okay. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but... He's <laughs> like, it's Jade. Yeah, I was like, fine. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was kind of weirded out. Did the senator win this election? He or she did. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's good luck, wow. probably. 
Yeah. So, note to uh, all the feature centers, gotta no, find don't. Maddie. Find Maddie and rub his <laughs> I guess rub his Please don't, just yeah. Rubbing the genome out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I just have to ask, like, you know, there are physical boundaries, right? I mean, yeah. Like, and especially... Um, but there, there is an, an element of respect that has to go into like cultural pieces like the Sanahi or the Ponamu. So yeah, yeah. So how do you guys feel about that? Like, how do you feel about other people wearing your cultural pieces? Oh right? God, yeah. Like, how do you do? You think it is something that should only be made for like Chamorro people? I mean, mm-hmm. it as in like Sanahi or like Spondylus mm-hmm. and things like that. Because I know at least with the Spondylus, especially when it comes to women's jewelry, women's fashion, we have all these local yeah um <laughs> local <laughs> mm. uh uh local jewelry makers mm. and they really emphasize like spondylus especially after fest pack came out yeah. mm. and there's like all of those pieces so how do you guys feel about that like what do you think about mm. jewelry and what do you think um i mean i'm okay if like someone buys a piece you know maybe if their intentions are good, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm getting it because I appreciate your culture, or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I appreciate the people that you are, or something like that. Mm. Um, I think if someone that's not local tries to start selling those pieces, that's where it's like, it's mm. bad for me. Like, yeah, because you're kind of making money off of, like, if you're to make money off, like, tiki. Mm. Um, uh, torches or tiki statues, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, the cultural. Guam USA. <laughs> yeah. tiki. It's made in China. Tiki, yeah. Tiki chain, it, yeah. It's all that, like bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but personally, I feel like um, things like a sinahi or a ponamu should be um, they should be given to you. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I think it holds more meaning that way yeah. rather than you just going to Chamorro Village and buying one like, oh, this is nice. I'm going to buy this for my kids in Montana or whatever. <laughs> well, that's like yeah, the Spondylus so piece that I have. Is, yeah. Uh, that was given to me to, mm-hmm. from my auntie. That was a present. So I was happy that I didn't have to buy it. Yeah. And that it was something that she made herself. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. had a lot of meaning. Yeah. Okay. And Larry usually wears it today. Yeah. It's just literally like he doesn't have it but one day yep one day day. yeah what do you guys think no i i definitely agree man the whole um passing it down or something that's given to you um especially is um it's very important i think that's what really makes it significant to you right and um interesting note so the um this sanahi Mm -hmm. um was carved by Defunto Ed Beneventi's wow. wife, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, so who's a female, right? Female carver. Yeah. And, you know, I think, um, so I think the story is like, uh, my brother and my mom, they're they're thinking about it, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting a Sanahi. And, yeah. you know, I think kind of was to inform them that Albert wanted something like that. Or he was I talking did. about <laughs> it. Never, just, okay. Yeah, I never told him. She's well, interesting, because I think like, we had this conversation. I was like, man, yeah. you know what? But of course, I knew, right? John told me one day that you cannot just purchase it for yourself. It has uh-huh. to be given to you, right? So I was like, oh man, but dang, how am I gonna get it if I want to? <laughs> yeah. I have to purchase it. So uh, yeah, so then they, they, uh, I guess John linked up with um, uh, Mrs. Beneventi, and then you know uh, she mm-hmm. was able to uh, create a piece, and then she actually created two from the same wow. Hema, right? Mm-hmm. Giant clam, and um, the day they were gonna pick it up it was supposed to be one, but then. 
um, you know, they just said they'll get the both. So, mm-hmm. you know, thank you, mom. Shout out to her. <laughs> but uh, uh, definitely thank you to, uh, to the hand and the, uh, the HEMA, right? That, mm-hmm. that presented itself for this, right? Weird, so, yeah. um, man, I think just that story of, you know, having touched the hands of, uh, you know, um, of uh, Ed Beneventi, yeah. you know, his wife, as, as the carver, as the, person making that that magic right mm-hmm. there with that this the the sanahi and then um you know having ties with ed benaventi and further that you know angel mm-hmm. santos is just yeah amazing yeah, yeah there's awesome a, there's a lot of history in that yeah, in your yeah. piece huh? and i think it was also nice because um john so what ended up happening was your mom got it for you and john right yes and so you guys have huma from the same shell yeah so it's like so it's like yeah that's pretty neat. That is, yeah, definitely. And nice. Yeah, man, I agree, man. It has to be, like, you know, I mean, passed out or yeah. bought for you and mm-hmm. kind of in that manner of, yeah, this is your new, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what what do, you do you guys think about, like, spondylus? You know how, okay, again, back to jewel, <laughs> jewelry <laughs> making. Okay, but they have, like, they make a lot of these tiny jewelry and, like, who do they get their pieces from, especially, like, just like small local businesses like mm. do they get it from other like local providers or is that something you order from amazon i can't I, I really don't know i mean like i've spoken to uh, roman duenius about mm. this he's been on has he been on the show no, mm, yeah yeah one coffee yeah 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 that's right yeah 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 so uh, um roman's a carver yeah and he's learning from what's the man's name Ben, no, no. He's a master carver, isn't he? I think Greg, Greg Pangolina. Greg Pangolina, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, you're really not supposed to reveal, like, um, where you get your, your spondylus from. But, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's definitely knowledge that they, that they try to keep yeah. within a very closed network, which I think is important. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. I know um, here at Chamo Village, uh, Chetlu, they mm-hmm. get theirs from local carvers. Okay. So everything they sell there is from local carvers. Mm. So even like um, my friend Hilan, he's a carver. So he his pieces get sold there sometimes, but most of the time at uh, Ipotian, the mm-hmm. uh, the star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know like those places get it from local carvers, but I don't know where they find the, <laughs> the yeah, shells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like if they not find, but even like who is it from? The region. Well, see, that was another debate. That's my question. Because um, there's definitely spotless everywhere. Right? Yeah, there's like people saying you're not stating if you're selling Mariana Mariana's uh, spondylus or Philippine spondylus, because mm. the Philippine spondylus uh, like grows faster than the ones that we have here, so it's easier to produce. Yeah. 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 So that was there's actually a. A debate on Instagram <laughs> between wow. a couple of people. Yeah, so that's what I think yeah. is really interesting. Hmm. Makes me wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a, a spondylus expert. Dispense it to. But I don't know. I wrote an article um, yesterday about a there's a diabetes prevention thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just to tie it into like everything we're talking about today, you know. Um, I was trying to get the the program coordinator who I was talking to to talk about how diabetes and stuff is linked to socioeconomic status, right? I mean, like, sure, like, 
Yeah, he, he did mention that um, like the people who are most susceptible to um, developing diabetes are people uh, in lower socioeconomic classes. Um, and they're more prone to obesity, uh, which is linked to diabetes. Um, and I tried to get him to talk about like, um, you know, what, what needs to change structurally in order to, if you really, if you're serious, if the island's serious about curbing diabetes, like, mm-hmm. um, how do we change that? How do we address that? Like the majority of our population is, is impoverished, mm-hmm. right? So yeah he did talk about like um um increasing funding for certain programs and outreach um but i mean i don't know we could talk for days about like the jones act and things like that and i don't know how do you guys feel about that i mean because like diabetes like i think everyone has a link to diabetes like i mean i think it has a lot to do with just the food that's available Mm -hmm. like usually the cheaper food is like stuff that's the worst for your health yeah, yeah. so like go to McDonald's and you can feed like a family of 10 with like how much money right. but it's really bad for you mm-hmm. it's like for me I think agriculture is a big thing that we need to develop mm-hmm. in order to provide that healthy food um, but yeah I mean you just look at the their financial status and then what food stamp can get them too as well mm. um, what do you guys think <laughs> so, yeah I mean um, I, I think it's, it is it is really like for food stamp even even looking at the food stamp like at, at the store a lot of times and it's 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 really sad it's like I, I, I think I see some individuals you know they would purchase like um high sodium products the sausages the corned beef you know all these things that will will last last long right compared to Um, fresh stuff yeah and then a lot of times and then there's you know like um some the junk food uh the king car you know and but i don't know do you guys know if there's any like um our produce are, are they are they readily available are our produce more um, easy to purchase? I mean, is it more affordable? Affordable, maybe. We, um, mm, or I is mean, it still like? Is it because they have to look between something that's gonna last longer in the refrigerator yeah. um, and feed more, or I mean, something yeah. that's gonna be more nutritious and you know, but it's a little bit more expensive. Three dollars each item. You yeah, know, you, you add that. Doesn't last as long. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think like so. The shelf life is definitely an issue with mm-hmm. um, with veggies, right? Veggies and fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, people can. I think people actually enjoy eating vegetables. A lot of people mm-hmm. enjoy eating vegetables more than they like to um, to admit, you know. But when we're talking about poverty, you know, we have to talk about how like um, the people at the lowest um, rung of the socioeconomic ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just sitting around. Most of them are working like two or three jobs, yes. man. Um, yes. And they're still having trouble making ends meet. Mm-hmm. So, so sure, a family uh, might say like, okay, this is it. We need to make the change. I bought all these veggies. Uh, I stocked up the fridge this payday. We're going to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, how much time do they have left in the day to prep food yeah. um, for their family? Yeah, exactly. You know, so like everything is linked. God damn it. I'm tired of talking about capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get <laughs> but, yeah. 
but I mean, like, when we're talking about, like, um, the economy and, um, like, labor and the nature of, of labor, right, under capitalism, like... God, everything everything is connected. Like, mm-hmm. sure, okay, go out and buy these vegetables. Oh, and that, that's what that's what kind of annoys me. Like when I talk to um, people in the health community um, who are, who hold like outreach programs and stuff, they're like, buy more vegetables, buy more fruits. Um, this is what you need. Like, you know, it, it's your fault if you have diabetes. Blah blah blah. Like, because you should be eating these things. Like, don't eat at McDonald's. But like, how are you going to tell that to someone who doesn't have the time in the day? Yeah, because yeah. they're they're trying to make sure their rent is paid. They're trying to make sure that the <coughs> kids have something to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, gas, you know, cars, gas in the car. Jobs, yep. Yeah, if you don't have a car, you can't. It's super hard to find yeah. a job, especially mm-hmm. with the state of our um, our um, mass transit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't just say like you go uh, eat more fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Like you know, there's a lot more to do with it than that. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. Then one thing that I didn't really like is, um, so my cousin actually went to, he just graduated from Tizen last year, but he was telling me what lunches they have. And it was, you know, free lunches too. Mm-hmm. And it was like brown rice, like turkey, um, wow. burger or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was vegetables and it's like, they're actually getting healthier food than yeah. I, I eat at home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I mean, that's good. It's free. Yeah. So at least the kids are getting that nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like you said, it's just hard for like the families outside mm-hmm. of the school like to be getting their meal prep or yeah. getting something that's actually good for them, mm-hmm. especially with how much time they spend mm-hmm. like away from home. Yeah, and working like three jobs that still dude yeah won't, <laughs> won't it's make crazy. ends meet. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Anyways, guys, we're coming up on a uh, fifty minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. Um, yeah, we are. It's been, I mean, how do you guys like this format? I, I kind of like it. You know, it's more, it feels conversational, like yeah. we're not all lined up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in a row. <laughs> not sure about who to look at, you know, like, I, I definitely like this setup. Um, and again, this is um, one of the things that is made possible uh, through our patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we, we now have um, Adobe Audition mm-hmm. for everybody to access here. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can pump out episodes like that and see those mossy to you guys again. I'm super grateful. But a lot of that, um, all of it is due to, to you guys, the patrons, the fans. So um, for as little as, we didn't do our spiel. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I mean, like for, for as little as a dollar, like um, if you, if all you can afford to do is help keep the show running, um, you can do that for as little as a dollar a month. Um, but if you want access to things like radical reading, radical history, um, um, try out the $10 um, hugwa plan. Um, $10 a month, man. Uh, how many McChickens is that, Larry? Ten. <laughs> ten. <laughs> it's ten McChickens for, the, for a whole month. It's maybe nine. Cause, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. yeah. It's dollar. like a dollar. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. My guy. But yeah, so I mean, like, it's super affordable like i mean i don't know and you guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm a terrible salesman that's why i'll never go um work for ak or whatever but but you get the idea so you guys 
you guys are helping us with our, our production. And in return, uh, we're able to, to offer uh, more exclusive uh, content uh, and better quality content, as you can see with the, the, the switching angles and all that stuff, all the, the goodies, uh, <laughs> the microphone that uh, straps onto the iPad right now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and uh, there's, there's, uh, there's a bunch more that we have in store. Um, so Cesus Masi, again, if you want to be a patron, uh, go to patreon.com uh, slash Fanatsu. And you can sign up there. We love you guys. Be quite to to Adios. Blood.